Alright, Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read verse 8. This is a familiar verse. This is a verse we ought to all put down to memory. We ought to have this in our mind. Memorize. We ought to quote it to ourselves often. It's a thing I think about quite a bit because I see the problem with everybody. Uh, This battle is in our minds and our thinking... Do you ever ask, you ever say to yourself, why don't people think? Does it ever occur to you that people are not thinking? Like, you know, out on the highway in the traffic. Uh, like in the grocery store when they just park in the middle of the aisle and don't pay no attention to nobody around them. Uh, you know, lots of things like that. There's People do not think. They're just not. They're thinking, but it's all vain thoughts. It's useless. It's... It's like a squirrel in a cage. It's of no purpose, no direction, no governing. People's minds are in a mess. And we got children growing up that are going to be the same way, only multiplied times worse. And they're going to do that. They're going to be like that in a world where it is very needful to think. Uh, I... It's been about two years since I spoke on the subject of critical thinking. Uh, but it's a subject that weighs heavy on me. And I, I, I'm going to address it some more tonight here. If the Lord will help me. But let's read this verse. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. The Bible tells us clearly what to think about and how to think in all of those instructions right there. True, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So... It's very important how we think. Makes a difference in everything. Makes a difference in whether you're a useful human being that's a blessing and a help or whether you're just a burden on everybody and a problem and a stumbling block. It makes a difference on where you're going to spend eternity. How you think. Your habits of thought and reasoning. How you determine what's true. This business of critical thinking that everybody has jumped on this uh, bandwagon of worldly critical thinking. There's a difference. I'm not preaching tonight. Y'all just believe what you hear and don't ever question anything. No, you need to believe not every spirit, but try the spirits to see if they be of God. You're not supposed to be a minion, a puppet, that just believes everything that comes down the pike. But neither are you or me or anybody supposed to be somebody who just picks and chooses through whatever he wants to suit himself. That's not critical thinking. To be a critical thinker has become one of a kind of a badge of honor that this generation that doesn't even know which bathroom to use, they, they wear it as a badge. I'm a critical thinker. I don't believe. I mean, I, I think about things. Yeah, <laughs> sure you do. It's absurd that people who have absolutely lost their way 
in every area of life boast about being a critical thinker as if that signified that their superior intelligence. It's, a, it's absurd to me that this is the stupidest generation that's lived on this earth and yet they think they're the smartest. There is a generation that is wise in their own eyes. That's it. That's the last one. That's the last one. They're wise in their own eyes. They think they know everything. They think they know how to pick and choose through and make up their own truth. They say it blatantly. It's my truth. I'll believe what I want to believe. What it is really is a smokescreen for the rebellion against God and against righteousness. And it's a means to try to justify their indulgent, sinful hearts and their wicked, lawless behavior. Now that's what it really is. Yes. Now I'm talking about the commonly accepted uh, concept. This, let me continue here. The common concept of critical thinking among worldly as well as professing Christian people is simply, here's what the, de- what the concept of it is, to simply try to find a way to negate any kind of truth that goes against their pride, their opinions, their lifestyle, or their carnal desires. That's what critical thinking is in the day that we live in. That's the way it's practiced. Now they can call that smart if they want to, but that's the road to hell. That's the road to destruction. That's the road to ruination of a nation, of a life. Just trying to figure out a way to do what you want to do. Figure out a way to uh, dispel the condemnation you feel in your soul by your own conscience and the Spirit of God. Critical thinking is a trap of the devil when it's not firmly founded on the truth of God as it is found written in the the written Word of God. Now, did you hear me? Critical thinking is a trap of the devil. The modern concept of critical thinking is exactly like what the devil encouraged Eve to do in the garden. What did he encourage her to do? Doubt God. Yes, sir. Yea, hath God said... That's critical thinking. That's your modern critical thinking. Exactly. Just exactly what they do. Is this really the Word of God? How could we have the Word of God? You think that King James Bible is the Word of God? Well, there's all these other versions. Why don't you do some studying on that and read some of these other versions? I I see them all the time. Every day I get this list of verses that... It's unbelievable what they've changed and left out and added to. I heard today I seen the King James says the way of the wicked is uh, uh, destruction. I forgot the word. But all of the rest of them say prosperous. The way of the wicked is prosperous. The way of the wicked is secure. That's a little bit different. Critical thinking. It's what the devil encouraged Eve to do in the garden. And the critical thinking that I have observed... And those who pride themselves in it never leads to a pure or more holy life and closer walk with God. It never does. Not that I've seen. It always leads to permissiveness, promiscuity, and general looseness of morals and behavior. And 
worldly involvement. Critical thinking, the way it's practiced and the concept that people have of it, Christian, professing Christians as well as the world, it always loosens up the the morals, the boundaries. It always makes a way for you to do what you want and reason it out so that you're justified in doing it and that it's really okay. Just like it was okay for Eve to take that fruit that God said, don't do it. You eat that fruit, you're going to die. But after the devil reasoned with her a little bit with some critical thinking, it was okay for her to take it in her mind. Same way it works now. Same way it works now. All the religious critical thinkers that I've ever read, ever seen, ever known, they all do the same thing. First thing you know, they they don't have any standards. They don't have anything that they will absolutely say, that's a sin. Not even fornication and adultery and thievery and anything like that. They still, they'll reason it out to where it's a mistake. It's just a, a bad choice. It's you're missing the mark. It's not sin that'll send you to hell. It's not that. No, after you get, after you get done with your critical thinking, after the devil gets done with you, and with your critical thinking, you don't, it softens your view of evil and, and causes you to develop a contempt for righteousness and the righteous in particular. It also leads to absolute uncertainty about everything. Because this is what I said the last time we talked about this. Critical thinking teaches you to doubt everything, to question everything. So that where you inevitably end up is you don't know anything for sure. Nothing is sure anymore. Everything's up for whatever you want to think. So it leads to absolute uncertainty about everything and leaves people totally lost and without any moorings or waypoints or landmarks or sense of direction at all. That's the end of critical thinking. So it does. You're just lost. That's why you see this society, this world we live in that can't even tell you what a woman is or a man is. It's not certain. In their minds, they're so smart. They've reasoned things. They're woke. They've reasoned it out so that now they don't even know the basic things of creation. Do you see that? It's what it'll do to you too. It's what it'll do to you. You go down that road questioning everything according to your senses, feelings, opinions, and all of that. Instead of the Word of God. The only way you can be a critical thinker is if you are on a, the, the foundation of the Word of God. If the foundation, you know, if, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundation. Well, the foundation is the Word of God. The truth. Some solid, something solid that you can go to. Something that don't change. You can be a critical thinker if you think from that foundation. Otherwise, you're in the devil's hands. Critical thinking without the foundation of God's truth 
is what has led this world and the churches into the lost and hopeless state that we see right now. Let me read to you the definition of critical thinking again. Now this is the world's definition of critical thinking. It is the analysis of facts to form a judgment. Where do you get the facts? Google? Huh? Off the internet? Where do you get the facts? Call a Democratic Party? Call Mr. Biden? Ask him? He knows for sure, don't he? Where are you going to get the facts? They don't get their facts from the Bible. So, right out of the gate, it's bad. Bad deal. This is what they say. Think it's, the, it's the analysis of facts to form a judgment. The subject is complex and several different definitions exist for critical thinking. The subject of critical thinking is complex. And several different def definitions exist which generally include the rational, skeptical, unbiased analysis or evaluation of factual evidence. How do you know what's a fact? Do you go to Facebook and see what they say is a fact? And what's not a fact? Is that how you find the facts? Facebook is a liar. Mm -hmm. Google is a liar. All the world lies in wickedness. Yes, sir. Lieth in wickedness. Yes, sir. The world is full of lies. Mm -hmm. The God of this world, the little g, He is the Father of lies. Right. So where are you going to get your facts? In this world. <clears throat> where are these worldly people who do not believe the Bible, where are they going to get their facts to make a judgment with? Right here, right between their ears. What they feel, what they think, what somebody's told them, what they want to believe, that's their facts. And then they make judgments on everything else according to their truth, their facts. But they didn't get nowhere except out of their own wicked imagination. That's right. Imagination is not facts. Nope. Facts are facts. But anyway, that's what they say. They use that, these words to identify critical thinking so that it sounds right, see? Critical thinking is self-directed. I didn't say this. They say this. This is the worldly definition of critical thinking. Self-directed. Self-disciplined, self-monitored, and self-corrective. And let me just add to that, self-serving. Yeah. That's what critical thinking is. It's all about self. It's, here's the bottom line of it. I am God. And I determine what is true and false and right and wrong. That's what critical thinking is based upon. Self, I'll make up my own mind. I'll, I'm the one that chooses my destiny. I'm the one that chooses whether to believe or not to believe. I'm the one that determines what's right for me. And for you, by the way. Critical means inclined to find fault. Critical thinking. It's inclined to find fault. Well, now, what does the Bible instruct us about truth? How are we supposed to determine truth? Well, you search for it. Yes. You don't annihilate everything else 
And then you find the truth. You don't find any truth, any peace, anything wonderful by being critical. If you're a critic, if you just tear everybody apart all the time, you'll find yourself ostracized someday. From every, you'll have to keep on the move to find friends because you'll go through them in a hurry. Because yes. people get, they get on to that pretty quick when you're just critical and always eating everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. People don't, they don't go for that. They just dispose of you out of their lives. Critical means to incline to find fault or to judge with severity. Critical. That is not charity. So it's not of God. Right? Can you all follow that? Yes, sir. I believe that's right. Skeptic, that was in their definition, means one who doubts the truth and reality of any principle or system of principles or doctrines. In philosophy, uh, this a pyron, uh, per, honest, there you go, a follower of pyro, the founder of a sect of skeptical philosophers who maintain that no certain inferences can be drawn from the reports of the senses and who therefore doubted everything. Now, did you all follow me there? This guy named Pyro. Pyro, Pyro what was his name? Pyro. He, had, he, was, he was the founder of a, of a cult of skeptical philosophers. That's what they did. They just didn't believe nothing. We all, they all got together and said, we don't believe nothing. And we don't believe that you can even find out anything for sure by what you can see and hear and think about. So therefore, they doubted everything. That's critical thinkers. I mean, he was a critical thinker. Didn't believe nothing. And was proud of it. Just like these modern critical thinkers. They didn't believe nothing, so therefore they didn't know anything. And they were proud Thought they were higher. Thought they'd stepped up to another level. <laughs> the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Hmm. Luke chapter 12, verse 29. Jesus said, And seek not what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of a doubtful mind. Neither be ye of doubtful mind. You hear that? That's a command from the Lord Himself. Jesus said, don't be that way. Don't have a mind that doubts everything. That's critical of everything. That refuses to accept anything. It's wrong to be that way. So, the modern idea of critical thinking to doubt everything. Not believe nothing to you. Uh, go through it and see if it's really true. Well, what are you gonna, how are you going to find out if it's true? What are you going to do? Run it through... The, uh, take a poll, see what the most people believe. Is that how you find the truth? Well, you know that's the worst way in the world to find the truth. Just because the majority believes it, that's a sure, that's more of a sure sign that it's wrong than it is that it's right. That's true. That's true. So simply by reading the definition, we can see that it's contrary to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And it contradicts the identifying mark of the Christian which is charity. By this shall all men know that you have that you are my disciples, that you have love one to another. Well, you can't love one another if you don't trust nobody. You can't love somebody if you don't trust them. 
It goes hand in hand. Charity thinketh no evil. Remember that? Critical thinking is thinking evil. That's what it is. It's calling the truth a lie. And calling a lie the truth. That's what critical thinking does. We see that self is made the final authority in what is true and what is false. I decide. Which is to make oneself God. You see that, don't you? Have I got a right to say something is right because I say so? Because I think so? No, we got a book right here that tells us what is right, what is wrong. It is the truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. It's all we got. It's all we got to know what is true and what is not. And when we go to trying to establish truth through our own reasoning, education, experience, opinions, feelings, man, we're off. We're off the track. And that's exactly what critical thinking does. <coughs> so in order to do this, we there has to be a spirit of rebellion against all authority and established truth. <coughs> the, the modern critical thinker has no reverence for the truth, the established truth. He has no respect or reverence for anybody that's ever lived that knew any truth. He's not just critical of the truth, he's critical of those who knew the truth, know the truth, have represented the truth. <clears throat> Alright, let me hurry here. Now let me just say this right here. Parents who want to teach their children to be critical thinkers. My first point is they ought to teach their children to think first before they teach them to be critical thinkers. Because yes. it's an obvious fact that most people, even so-called Christian people, are not teaching their children to think. Not even to think about picking up their dirty clothes, about doing their chores, about any kind of discipline on their mind at all. Mm -hmm. They're not taught to think. Mm -hmm. They're zombies. They're minions. They're mindless little annoying creatures mm -hmm. who can't think. Yeah. <clears throat> It's an obvious fact people don't even know how to think anymore. Let alone take upon themselves to criticize everything and everyone from history and the present and even God Himself. Yes, Going to criticize everybody and everything and even God and the Word of God and they don't know how to think enough to tie their shoes. Example is the strongest influence. That's a truth that I learned a long time ago and the longer I live, the more truth, true I see that that is. The example is the strongest influence. It's not what you're told to do, it's what you see somebody do. That's the strongest influence. So, on, so the children learn first how to think from their parents. Now there's your heavy load to bear. It's not just how you act. It's how you think. Your children are going to pick up on your thinking. And they're going to mimic it. They're going to pattern their thinking 
after your thinking. So what happens is the child gets most of the attention when he's not yet able to think. <clears throat> when they're little babies, that's when they get all the attention. Oh, You just talk to them, you play with them, you make faces at them, you just give them, sure, them with all these. I mean, if you got a room full of four or five years olds and you got a baby, who's going to get all the attention? The baby. And the baby don't even know how to talk, don't understand the words you're saying, ain't even thinking. He don't even know what to think because he don't know anything yet to think about. Except I'm hungry. <laughs> or I'm uncomfortable. I'm not happy. I don't, my needs are not being met. So the child gets most of the attention when he's not able to think. And when he does start thinking, he's shoved aside or put in front of a TV or an iPad, given an iPad to entertain himself because it's more convenient for the parent. Put them in, put them in neutral in front of a, something else so somebody else can train their mind to think. So they think like these stupid, nonsensical TV garbage they got out there. It amazes me. This generation, they think they're funny. They don't even know how to be funny. They don't know how to be, how to talk intelligent. They're weird in their humor. They're weird in their thinking. They are. Don't make no sense to me. Why would you laugh at something like that? But the kids are growing up with that. Because that's what they're saying all the time. Example is the strongest influence. You want them to think right? You think right. Pay attention not only to your words and your behavior, parents, but pay attention to how you're thinking. Because the children are watching that too. They're perceiving that. That's how they're learning to think. What to like, what to not like, what to protest and what to accept and what to, how to react and how to act. They're learning all that. They realize it's not just, you know, random behavior. There's thought behind it. The way you think. If you have an undisciplined mind as a parent, your child's going to be undisciplined in their mind. If you can't hold your tongue, they won't hold theirs because they think that's the way to do it. If you speak evil of others, that's what they're going to do too. Only ten times worse. If you fly off and get mad at the drop of a hat, don't you spank your children for doing the same thing you're showing them how to do. Wrong! So he amuses, so as he amuses himself with the TV, the iPad, the phone, the video game, whatever, he learns to live without thinking. Amuse means no think. No think. Ah, muse. Muse means to think. Put the A in front of that, that negative. No think. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't think. He just sits there and let somebody else do his thinking for him. He's watching TV. Whatever the commercial comes on, that's what he's thinking about. Then they go to something else. He thinks about that. You're being led in your mind. Amused. So what are you doing when you're living in that? You're not learning to think. You're learning not to think. You're learning not to think. So that's why when they get in a car and start driving, you're scared to death because they don't know how to think. 
So you got to think here. I mean, there's other cars on the road. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a, a dull kid with a deaf and dumb spirit that don't know how to even think right, and he's going to jump in a car and go to driving down. You got to think to drive a car. Yes, Are you going to kill somebody yes, or yourself? You're going to be wishing when they get to that age in just a few weeks that, yes. <laughs> that you'd have taught them how to think. So don't be worrying about critical thinking. Be worrying about teaching them to think. I know that all of you have said to your children already, think. What are you thinking? Not thinking. They don't think naturally. They don't think right naturally. They have to be trained to think. Just like they have to be trained to put on their shoes and clothes and and brush your teeth and comb their hair and everything else. <laughs> the child is never put in a situation where he has to think. So he learns to live without thinking. Oh, you know, I just, that is so true. Hope you got that. So parents should do things with their children that require and teach them to reason and think and work with things as they are in reality and not a fantasy on a screen. Specific? Well, avoid phones and TV and iPads and video games. They don't learn to think like that. You say, yes, they do. They got to go. They got to push them buttons and they got to. They ain't thinking. It's just reacting to the stimulation of the of the screen, the moving things on the screen. It's not thinking. And it's not real. Play games that involve thought. I've thought this for years and years. You know, children need to... I grew up playing with rocks and sticks. And we had some toys, but you know what they were? They were trucks, guns, tools. We'd take a... If we didn't have a hammer, we'd take a rock and bust other rocks all day long. Just sit out there in the dirt and bust rocks. We built roads with tin cans for graders and dozers and stuff. I mean, a child, you know, says talking about imagination and fantasy Sunday, imagination, a child, ha- that's how he needs to exercise his imagination. Yes. That's how he learns to think. You know, I remember one year, uh, Seth was probably, wasn't even two years old. He was just barely talking, but we were at Dad Mom's for Christmas and they opened all the presents. He got this big old Tonka truck. And you know what they did? They pushed that off to the side and they were playing with the boxes. That's what kids will do if you leave them alone. Give them toys. Give them things that will make them that they have to use their thought now and strategy and reasoning. There's a lot of value in playing chess and checkers with children. Me and Lucas and Dorothy have been playing checkers a little bit. You know what they got to do? There's no flashing lights and there's no movement and there's no songs of playing and music of going. They're sitting there thinking about, I'm going to get their checker if they move it to the wrong place. So they're, you know, they're thinking. That's good for them. That's what a child needs. That's how they learn to think. And they like it. 
They want to learn. Uh, these kids here, Sarah, Esther and Daniel and Elizabeth, when they were little, I mean like four and five years old, they, want, they said, we want to play chess. I said, you're too little to play chess. You can't. Oh, yeah, Dad, we can do it. If you'll just show us, we can do it. So finally I sat down with them and showed them how to play. Of course, that, it wasn't a long-lived thing, but for a few days they really worked at it. And they, you know, they had a hard time getting the grasp on all of that. That's a little complicated for them, but, but they did. Things like that. You teach a child to think. You need to teach your children to think. Yes. Use that brain. Reason. Strategy. Thought that reaches out more than just this right here in front of my eyes. And if I push this, it blinks. And if I push that, it moves that way. And, you know, more than a joystick don't teach you how to think. That's right. Yes, sir. Have them put puzzles together. These kids like to put puzzles together. Well, they just work over and over and over. They'll get it all back together and then just boosh, dump it out again. Start over again. I said, wow. <laughs> Anything. She learned how to zip her coat yesterday and she did it probably 20 times. You want to see me do it again? She said, sure. <laughs> Learn how to do something. That satisfies a child. That helps them. It encourages them. Don't just push them aside and say, here, we're in a hurry, let me do it. Let them struggle. Because they're thinking. Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure it out. And they're in trying to figure it out, they're thinking. And that's so important. Yes, Have them put puzzles together. Build things. We had Lincoln Logs. We had Tinker Toys. We had stuff like that. And we built all kinds of stuff. We used our imagination. And I made gears that turned gears and done a fan down there, you know, out of Tinker Toys. And, oh, that was fun. <laughs> you give children boxes or rocks. They'll build stuff out of rocks. They'll build stuff out of anything if you'll just let them. And not fill their hand with a mind-numbing numbing other junk. Parents should teach their children to live in the realm of the real world and not in the world's fantasies that are saturated with evil and demonic imagery. I quit going down the toy aisles years ago because it ain't nothing but demonic junk. Monsters and, and dragons and witches and dark stuff. That is the most foolish thing. For children to have that kind of stuff to play with. Laugh if you want. But it's real. You'll pay the price. Yes, sir. They will pay the price yes, for it. Give them cardboard boxes to play with or tools to dig in the dirt. Give little boys tools to play with instead of dolls of demons and monsters. Yes. I made it a point when the boys were little, to buy them toy tools, even when they were little. I remember Seth had a chainsaw when he was just a little bitty guy. I wonder if that made any difference. They always had hammers and saws and pliers and screwdrivers. David will take anything apart. A truck, a tractor, a skidder, it doesn't matter. I mean, he'll just tear it all apart. 
and put it back together. I wonder if it made any difference that he was playing with tools instead of dragons and, and monsters. Or water guns. Give them, give boys stuff that they need. Give them something to play with instead of demons and monsters. Give little girls baby dolls and little kitchens and dishes to play with. Oh, that's what do they call it? Misogyny? Is that what they call it? Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, go tell that to somebody else. <laughs> boys are boys. Girls are girls. Amen. And if you want them to grow up with a sound mind, you better. Treat them like boys and girls when they're little. Amen. Give them dolls to play with. Baby dolls, not Barbie dolls. Yes. It's a huge difference there in the effect that it has on their mind and the way they think. Yes. Why can't people understand that? I believe they can, but their critical thinking makes them wiser. Why would a mother or a father Give their little girl a Barbie doll to play with. Why? Huh? And when you have little boys around that are looking at it, wondering what it looks like if you took all of its clothes off. Yeah. You don't think, you don't understand that? Little girls want to be mothers by nature. They ought to have baby dolls. And not them big old honking things that's bigger than them to carry around like a real baby. They need a baby doll, and they'll play with them, and they'll they'll practice being a mother. Yes, and that's good for them. It trains their mind in that direction, and that's what you want yes. for them to have a sound mind, <clears throat> not unicorns and Barbie dolls and other things that encourage them to think worldly, sexy, make believe nonsense. Mm-hmm. Better listen to me. It's when. When they're very small that they learn how to think. And unless God works a miracle in their soul, it'll take them down roads that'll wreck destruction in their lives. If you don't pay attention to that kind of things right there, I'm just skimming the surface, man. That could be a whole bunch of preaching right there. Now the first qualification for sound thinking and reasoning is truth. There in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. That's the first thing he said. Whatsoever things are true, think on these things. If we're going to be critical thinkers, we've got to have a standard by which to discern truth besides our own preferences and prejudices and priorities. Truth has to be objective, not subjective. Truth has to be static, That means not changing. It has to be. You have to find the truth. You shall know the truth. And the truth, the truth, shall make you free. Now that's the truth. Not a truth. Not your truth. Not some truth. The truth. It's the foundation. It's the anchor that we have to have. Truth is not truth if it can be modified to our liking. You hear me? You can't just believe what you want to believe. You can't just change God. I saw a a news headline yesterday and it said, the Church of England is considering a gender-neutral God. What in the world? The Church of England is considering a a gender-neutral God. 
<laughs> so they're going to change to a different God. What's what? What? How does that make any sense? God is God. Either they know Him or they don't, and they obviously don't. God to them is something that you just can make up and modify ever how you want to. And it's still okay. Because they're not operating from truth. They're operating from their feelings, their imaginations, Mm -hmm. from the influence of the evil of this world. Their main concern is to conform with the world and go along, just float right on down the current with the world. Mm. Yep. If we're going to be critical thinkers, we've got to have a standard. Truth has to be objective. So then everything we entertain in our mind, you listening to me, must be governed by truth. Yes, the truth of God. The truth of God's ways. God's way. The Bible talks about His way. The way. There's just one. There's just one way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There you go. A true and honest critical thinker will not accept a lie because he's grounded in the truth. Let me tell you something. You can usually identify a lie by the direction it is leading you. Eve should have known that. It was leading her away from God, away from truth. Truth will never lead you away to lower standards of righteousness. Is your critical thinking and the thoughts you're entertaining, what you heard from somebody, what you read from somebody, what somebody's trying to persuade you to believe, which way is it, which way is it pointing? Down uh-huh. in morals, down in standards, down in righteousness. Is it going toward looseness and a relaxing of all boundaries? Or is it pointing toward a closer walk with God. A holier walk with God. Well, that's how you know it's a lie if it's leading you away. If it's pointing you away. Truth will draw you nearer to God and purity and righteousness. Never in the opposite direction. James chapter 3, verse 13 through 15. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Well, now that's what a critical thinker is after, isn't it? Wants to be wise wants to know the facts. Who is he? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthy, sensual, devilish. So who's the wise man? Not that one. Yeah, he's not a wise man. Nope. He's earthy, sensual, devilish, proud. He's uh, in bitter envying and strife. Critical thinkers get that way. If you're operating from bitterness, hatred, it's not of God. It's not coming from the truth. The Spirit of Truth will never rebuke you for being too holy. 
The Spirit of God will never, never, never say to you, you don't have to be that pure. You don't have to be that clean. You don't have to be that righteous. You don't have to be that close to God. The Spirit of God will never tell you that. He'll never rebuke you for being too, too much, too strict, too, too pure. The Spirit of God will never tell you, you can take a little bit of that. You can loosen things up a little bit. I mean, a little bit of that ain't going to hurt you. Ain't going to send you to hell to drink a bear. It ain't going to send you to hell to smoke a joint. It ain't going to send you to hell to try something once in a while. God wants you to be happy, you know. God wants you to feel good. And, and besides, you can learn from those things. And, and then you, that's critical thinking, see. You can learn from those things and you'd be a better Christian. Yeah, well, can't you recognize the voice of the devil tempting you to, to let up, loosen up, turn loose of God, get a hold of the world, make sin it a little bit? John chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first, anybody know? Pure. First, pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. <laughs> so that's the wisdom that comes from God. It's first pure. First pure. So if the Spirit of God's leading you, Spirit of truth, remember? The Spirit of truth is the Spirit of God. He'll guide us into all truth. You'll be able to recognize the error, the lie. We have an eternal book that is God's revealed truth. And with the help of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, through faith in God, we can know, we can know and be assured of all matters in this world and the world to come. We can know the truth and be free. Yes. Be made free. Yes. Now, I'm going to do it by critical thinking. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do it by condemning everything. By doubting everything. By finding fault with everything. With everybody. Don't you see that's what critical thinking has done to our nation? Everything in the past has been trashed. It's been canceled. That's what they're doing. They're canceling everything. Because, I mean, they killed all the Indians. They enslaved the black people. They were just worthless, evil people. Bitter envying, and strife in your hearts. Yeah. That wisdom is earthy, sensual, devilish. Yes, sir. Charity don't cancel anybody. Charity covereth a multitude of sin. Hmm? Charity makes you like God in wisdom. I mean, how do they think they understand what the world was like 200 years ago? We don't understand what the world was like 200 years ago. No. We don't understand how the minds and the facts, we don't even know the facts really of all that happened. And we're going to make a judgment on condemning generations and justifying this one? Sodomite generation? Don't even know the difference between a man and a woman and try to pretend that there is none. And at the same time, they demand women's rights. What, a, what hypocrisy. 
It's about time we had a woman president. It's about our time, our turn. Well, what? I thought you didn't think woman meant. I, I mean, I thought you meant that to say ain't no difference. Why do you want women's rights when you claim they're... I don't understand. All I understand is you're crazy as a bed bug. You don't know nothing. You've thought yourself right out of reality into la-la land and you're not sure of anything. You don't know what you think, this generation. You don't know what you know. You don't know anything anymore. So... To question, listen to me, I'm going to say two more things and then I'm going to quit. Listen to me. To question in order to find the truth is not wrong. But to seek to deny or overturn truth by questioning is a game of the devil. It's what he did in the garden. It's the same approach he uses with every human being ever since the garden. Same thing. He tries to overturn the truth by questioning. To search, to question in order to find the truth, you see the difference. The motive is different. See? You You don't find the truth unless you search for it. You can't find God unless you search for Him with all your heart. And then you'll find Him, He says. He ain't hiding. You just got to be sincere in your search for truth. That's what God wants us to do. To search for truth because you want to believe the truth. That's the way of life. Now, there was a time when I did not want to believe the truth. So I found reasons not to believe. That's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. That's critical thinking. I was looking for reasons not to believe. Well, so-and-so, he goes to church and I know what he is and he's a hypocrite. Now, if if he's going to heaven, well, I'm okay. That kind of thinking. But there came a time, there was a moment when everything changed. And instead of not wanting to believe and trying to find reasons to not believe, I wanted to believe. And so I started looking for reasons to believe because I wanted to believe. That was when I went from critical thinking to real critical thinking, searching for God. I wonder why critical thinking is always against the truth of God and defend in defense of lies and confusion and deceit. I wonder why it's always that way. Why does critical thinking always attack righteousness and the church and God and religion? Why, does, why is that? They always do. Because it's of the devil. That's why. To search for truth because you want to believe the truth is the way of life. But to search for a way around the truth by pretending to be searching for truth is hypocrisy and a lie. And you're deceived by the devil. And you're going to end up in hell with the devil. That's what's going to happen. So how you think. How you think. Teach the children to think. Train yourself to think. Don't worry about this critical thinking. Search for the truth. Buy the truth and sell it not. Know the truth and it'll make you free. Amen. Don't be just going around seeing what you can spot that's wrong or you think is wrong. It's not the way to live. 
and, and I've said it so many times, but you know how it is in bankers and people that handle money. They don't show them all the counterfeit stuff. They don't concentrate on and show them hundreds of counterfeit bills. What do they study until they know it the by heart? They study the real. They know all the details of the real, the genuine. And so when they see a counterfeit, <laughs> they spot it immediately. That's critical thinking. That's how it ought to be. That's not how the world does it. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> be a real critical thinker. If you're going to criticize, criticize evil. If you're going to hate something, hate evil. Don't hate righteousness. If you want to, um, if you want to cancel something, cancel evil instead of righteousness. It's funny to me all this cancel culture. What are they after? What are they canceling? The outlaws of the past? Have they canceled Barabbas? Have they canceled Adolf Hitler? Have they canceled Stalin or anybody like that? Of course not. No. Of course they haven't. They canceled Robert E. Lee. Yes. Yeah. They've canceled Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> For any Christian that would give that one bit of sympathy or thought or consideration as well it's foolish it's wrong it's of the devil i can see it very clearly that's why i hate it when i hear christian people talking and putting a priority on teaching your children to be critical thinkers all the homeschoolers and everything you know which is another bag of worms homeschoolers i'm not against homeschool we did we homeschooled our kids but but when we started, it wasn't all these heathen people homeschooling kids. It was Christian people homeschooling their kids. So that they, to keep them from the influence of the world and to teach them to have a view of life from the, a biblical point of view instead of the worldly. And now you got all these worldly people that are homeschooling their kids and, and Christian people just tie in with them. Uh, bad deal. Bad deal. They, and they think that's one of their big deals. They take a lot of pride in their teaching their kids to be critical thinkers. And their kids are growing up and turning into absolute God-hating infidels. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what they were taught. Yeah. Doubt everything. Question everything. Make everything be proven to your liking to your standards, to your opinions, to your likes and dislikes. It's a bunch of garbage. Yes. I hate the devil. I hate his lying self. And it, and it, and it just burdens me. Something awful. <clears throat> I seen this uh, video the other day of this boat in the ocean. <clears throat> and it was, the sea was rough. And something had happened on the boat. And it was out of control. I don't know if the people on it had passed out or whatever had happened. They had lost control of him. They come with a helicopter. They dropped a guy in that rough sea and he swam to that boat. And just when he got over there and was hanging on the side, a wave came over and just turned that boat completely upside down. And when all, when it all settled, he was floating in the water. I mean, somehow he made it because he was trained and knew, <laughs> knew how to, 
handle himself in such situations, but that boat was staying afloat until a certain wave just came and just... And that's what I feel like is happening. Yes, sir. It's just the wave of this ungodliness and all this information and everything is just about to swamp everything. Yeah. Just about to turn the boat completely over. Yes, sir. Can't get people to leave it alone. Can't get people to back up from it. Can't get people to realize what's happening to their children, to our families, to our own homes, even here. It's a dangerous time because people are not thinking. They're just not thinking. You better beg God for wisdom from on high for days like this because it's more than you can do. More than I can do. It's more than I can deal with. It's more than I know what I don't know what to do. And, but we can read in the Bible where they came to that place. Lord, remember the prayer? We know not what to do. That was the prayer. Oh Lord, help us because we don't know what to do. We're just about to that point. I don't know how we're going to save our kids. Don't know how unless we wake up and get to work on this matter. The battle is in our minds and we better get a hold of our minds. We better watch after the minds of these little children. The devil's going to get their minds before we know what's happening right out from under us, right in our sight. He's going to get them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand still for it. I mean, I'd, the last thing we ought to give up to the devil is our children. We ought to fight for them. That takes some sacrifice and that takes some determination. That takes some uh, getting a hold of God for real instead of just this puny table grace prayer we say. Yes. It's very important. Got so much to say about this. Not it's It's too much to... It's hard to organize it and get it in order so that it's effective enough and so that we, so that I can convey my thoughts that I think God has given me about it. Bow with me, Father. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for this book here. And we know it is the truth. Lord, help us to love it, to study it, to search its pages with the Spirit's light upon it that we might understand and have the wisdom to deal with this evil day that we live in, that the devil wouldn't get our children, wouldn't get us, wouldn't be able to wreak havoc in our lives and in our children with all of his lies and all of this poisonous thinking and reasoning and that's stemming from lies and fantasy of this world around us. Please help our folks here help us all and whoever might be listening to this to wake up and to realize the danger that we're in and what is at stake and what will be lost if we don't have your hand upon us and your hand guiding us through this evil time. Please go with us now. Help us to keep this and to meditate upon it and to apply it in our lives. Watch over these children. Lord, that the devil wouldn't be able 
to steal them right out from under us. I pray. Watch everybody over everybody and get us home safely now. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.